Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, we are here with the Hollywood Life Podcast and we've got a very special guest today. I am a fan of her show. We are here with Dasha Palanco from Orange is the New Black. Welcome. Yay. Yay. Um, I'll do the sound effects. (laughs) Good sound effects. And we also have some sound effects coming in from Ali Stagnita, our own Hollywood Life writer and on-air anchor. And we are here also with Nick, the producer. He's here. But he's no (laughs) mic. Without a mic. (laughs) We demiced him. (laughs) Listen, welcome. We are so happy to have you. The show is so exciting. And season six has just debuted on Netflix. And um, you are Daya. I'm Mm going to pronounce everything all wrong. I'm so bad with names. Daya. And uh, you have a lot, a lot has happened to you over the course of this show. And a lot happened last season. And uh, so, you know, just. Tell us a bit about what we what we should know that's in store for you if we haven't already binged watched right, the exactly. entire show. I think it's it's a great thing to have had um, something like this happen in my life. First of all, the show, the show, the opportunity to be an actress as a woman of color as a Latina in Hollywood. I think that that's when you when you asked me the question about how the Dianara has had um, this experience within the last six years. I kind of like reflected back on my life as well, how we've grown together in the past um, six years, and it's a blessing. But we will see this season how things could change so quickly. As as much as we're living in a new world, we're living in a new world in uh, Orange is a New Black. It's a new prison. It's maximum security. You'll see a lot of things being pushed to the limit. And by things, I mean loyalty, friendships, substance abuse, abuse of power, uh, transgendered immigration. We're, you know, Jen and the writers have a, they have this, this, this chemical composure to writing mm-hmm. and sticking to relevant times. And I think that that's what attracts the audience, that they feel like they're living in the present while they're watching the show, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I feel like it's never been more relevant because we were talking about so many of the issues that that are happening on the show and have happened. I mean, the whole issue of women being jailed and people being um, kept in prison and not being having the opportunity to be released and getting in situations that keep extending them. I mean, that's a big topic right now. It is. And And also, like, even women giving birth in prison and and how that much mental health, you know, and how the program in in incarceration, there's so much more to talk about when... um, 
you're wrongfully convicted, when you have that X, you have that mark for the rest of your life and it becomes a vicious cycle where you keep on going back because right. it's comfort, because it's the only thing you know, because you're not set up to succeed in the real life world, right? It's like you're stripped of your dignity as a human. You're, stri- you're stripped of the opportunity to evolve, to learn, to get another chance. So, I mean, I I shows like this... Um, that not only entertain but educate mm-hmm. and are part of a platform that reach the masses. It reaches beyond language. It reaches beyond where we're at. I mean, throughout the world, people are able to relate to women, number one, as diverse as, as we exist, and to have empathy for the characters and to have new compassion. These top, I mean, I've learned so much about it, not realizing how how has this slipped under the rug, yeah. right? How have we not, it's, it's like we forget. And I think we all know someone in that situation. It doesn't have to be in, in per se like in the box of incarceration, right? We are incarcerated, but the stories that we're saying are, we live every day. We know someone that's having, you know, uh, whether it's abuse of power within the home, within, at work, you know, there's so much things that we can relate to it. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, people who get um, sentenced to prison have been demonized, and yes. they continue to be demonized. And I think what's so fascinating is how what you're saying is that the show opens the door on what their situations are. And you see that most people in prison are not evil. They're not evil, That right. the reason they're there is they made mistakes, and often they made mistakes because they were in very dire circumstances or they weren't educated, they didn't have opportunity, and they felt impulse. that, yes, impulse. or impulse, so they fell into these I mean, it, with it, the wrong people. And it, and it like, it, it, it kind of, for when I look at the situation, it, it's so, it happens in such, in such a moment in time where you have no control over it, that we can all be in that situation. Oh, absolutely. That's how scary it is. Mm-hmm. It reminds me every day. I'm like, I know this is, this I'm an actress, and I know that I'm I'm entertaining. But at the same time, I I learned that from from Dianera. I'm learning how quickly things could flip from one to to another. Mm-hmm. As quick as like one day we're alive and the next day we're mm-hmm. dead. Not to mm-hmm. go like so like depressive. Absolutely but. right. And then once you're in the system, it's really hard to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And even when you get released and you're on parole, that as you said, a lot of times. I mean, this is like a major issue and you've dealt with it in the show is you get out of prison, but you're not prepared to take care of yourself. You're not prepared to work to work. And it's really hard to get a job once you have a criminal record. And there's so many people incarcerated because of like drugs. You know what I mean? There's minor drug offenses. Exactly. Mm -hmm. There's so many that I'm like. First time offenses also mm-hmm. that I find so surprising that we don't have like something established where, you know, I, I understand the idea of a crime. Yes, breaking a rule, but there has to be some form of like a format to different degree. Absolutely. Because it's not just putting away. Mm-hmm. The answer is just not putting it away. Right. You know, if, if, if you take a dirty sock, look, look at the analogy I'm going to use. Right. right. <laughs> if you take a dirty sock and put it in your closet. It's not going to give you a clean sock, is it? Right. You have to wash it and put some, you know, right, tight and exactly. downy and rinse it out. Mm-hmm. And then you get a brand new sock. Right. That's well, been through some mooring 
War- what is it? It's been worn. It's been worn. But but it's fresh again. But it's but fresh it's, again. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, learned its yeah. lesson. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow, Dasha. Incarcerated. <laughs> so I'm incarcerated to suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the thing is, is this happens to a lot of to people when they're young. And then they're starting out like as, as juveniles getting into the system. And then it's even harder to get out because they miss those years of getting educated and getting careers started. And when they have, then they end up on parole. And then the, the, it's so easy to make a mistake and break a parole rule. And then you're on parole for even longer. And, the, and then if you have enough offenses on parole or, or little slip ups, like look what happened to Meek Mill. I know. And look what happened to Chris Brown. I mean, Chris Brown ended up in prison for six months because, you know, traffic infraction when he was still on parole. Meek Mill was even worse, much worse situation. I know. Well, and what's great, too, is that there's a lot of programs right now for, um, you know, juveniles that are convicted that a lot of actors, and I feel like you can probably speak to this, too, um, they're getting involved in just art programs and other places instead of throwing them you know in a box for however also, long you know there's a sense of ego when it comes to the like judicial like mm. whole thing it's like if you're an entertainer then we have to make an example out of you it, yes right. you know what i mean right to show and that you're not getting an easier you know what i mean and it's like sense. why don't we stick to the facts and why right. don't we it's not to like make an exemption an exception but it's exemption Ex- exception exception, exception. Inception (laughs) 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 to make an exception because of that. Like, I find that so interesting. It's like, guys, this person is working. It's not like they're out here committing an actual, Mm -hmm. like, huge crime. Yes, whatever. But no, like, Meek Mill was doing wheelies on a bike. Exactly. And that landed him in jail for six months. And it could have been longer unless there was such intervention. And, and And it's because... We're gonna make an example out of this. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. that judge was absolutely. She said. It. She said it. She said we're she gonna make, make an, an example. example. And for me, I find that so ridiculous. When you're a judge and when you're like in a position of like um, making a huge, what do you call it? What do you call it? Decision. Decision. Uh, Not decision. Like, well, I can't get my thoughts together. But what I mean is, when you're in that in that hierarchy, of power, yeah. Right, and you have in your hands someone's life in your control. Like, when when is the moment that you look at your morals and the values and the situation and say, "Look, this is not right." Mm-hmm. I mean, it happens. Like, even at work, when we look at uh, the policies, the human resources policy, when it comes to like harassment, when it comes to all that, like, when is the time that you really evaluate your morals and your values and you know what to stand up for yourself, when to say no, when to stop, when to say this is the right thing to do. Well, and I think that that is why Orange is the New Black is such a favorite because it was one of the first shows where women, you know, in my mind at least, when women did start doing that within the show and you saw them kind of speak to power. And I thought it was just really – and I think that's why it's so everlasting. I mean, can you speak to that at all? Why do you think that fans are just so addicted? Orange, there's something about – the fact that we saw so many different women mm-hmm. and so many different uh, storylines, but although they were not in a position of like power per se, uh, literally, mm-hmm. they were powerful in their story. Mm-hmm. And I, that speaks to the masses, like beyond the language itself. 
when you have people in Norway and in France, when you have people being able to like understand this story and how that individual is a leader of their story, but so powerful and so present and, and makes so much impact. I think that's the the formula to success of a show. Mm-hmm. Given yep. the opportunity to those you never expect. And also being the fact that it came out on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. And that it's a new platform, it's a risk that we took and it gave the audience the power to see when and what how, how it's it's and to watch and watch and watch. Exactly. <laughs> and watch and watch on like their just, own time. Yeah. Yes, because binge used to be like a, a term we could not use yeah. when we were doing or speaking in any press or any interviews. We couldn't use the word binge. It was looked at negatively. Now it's like you have the ability to binge on a show. Yeah, right, no, it's right. a part of life. It's like a compliment yeah. Yeah. to you. They're like, oh, I binge watched Orange is a New Black. Like, yeah. That's like great. Yes. <laughs> you know? exactly. Fans wait for it. Yeah. Now, but let's just talk about your char- your the, your character. Why uh, why did she lose it and shoot? Like, be the one who, who shot the gun. Like, what tipped her? What do you think? Dianara has lost everything. And I think that once you give birth to a child and you're not able to hold your child and you're stripped of that right to parent your child, you have not much more to lose. But not the hope of getting out at some point? Because now, of course, she's made her situation so much worse. I think that people have to understand that when you're in a situation when you have no choice, when you're not in control, hope doesn't exist. You have to be really strong mentally to have hope. And the hope that was instilling her by her mother was never there. Mm-hmm. Right? Like or that her, her mother never I instilled never hope in her? I don't know. Is ever. that what you mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, clearly, I mean, it was a very, it's I mean, a very it's, dysfunctional it's relationship. It's, it's like, I feel like a, a Leda lost hope this season in, in Daya. But Daya has been searching for that hope within her all along. Right. So, she didn't even know it existed. Exactly. And do you think, I mean, and I think it's really interesting when you look at women, like you said, who give birth in the prison system, there's a level of like postpartum That's, depression. And that, I always say that. I feel like Daya is going through some postpartum mm-hmm. depression. There's definitely some mental instability there. There's a breaking point. This is a breaking point. You are like, you've been abused by a guard that made you believe love can truly exist in within these limitations and the love that she had for what she was holding was taken away from her so i mean when does it happen you don't know it's just very unexpected breaking points and and when you're you have a mental break could happen at any moment when you have circumstances thrown your way and you have no support Mm-hmm. Right, there's no support system there. Yeah, I was really surprised by that character, by his character, mm-hmm. that he that he just ditched out. I, I didn't expect yeah, that, that. That was such. I didn't expect. I, I didn't expect as it your, either. As your character, you didn't expect that. No, I didn't. I would. I would have loved to see him come back at least for one. I think they need a closing of the Some chapter. Closure. Yeah, absolutely. Where they're like, just. She just evokes everything within her on him, you know, and it's like mm-hmm. that would be a that would be like. But he didn't epic. abandon just one person; he abandoned two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I mean. That's he abandoned huge. not just the people; he abandoned that hope, that too love. 
all, you know, she loved. Yes. This is her first love. And she he turned her back. I mean, his back on her. Yeah, no, I was really upset about that. Yeah. <laughs> I was too, honey. As you, playing the character, yes, were too. I love scenes with Matt McCory. I love scenes with Matt McCory now. <laughs> Um, did, before you started the show, did you have any inkling of what went on in the women's prison system at all? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I knew, you know, the, the real superficial stuff, like the stuff you watch on Locked Up Abroad or mm-hmm. Lockdown, that kind of stuff. You're like, holy crap. Or even now on Netflix, they have like the worst prisons in the world and stuff. And from experiences you hear from people that you know that have been there and have been through that situation. But I had no idea that they, and it's not because, it's just not things that you think about when you're out here and you're living your life. You're not thinking about like, oh, what if I go to jail? Am I going to like be able to give birth? You're not Mm -hmm. thinking about that. You're thinking about this is a crime committed and you're doing time. Mm -hmm. You forget about everything else. Right. Yeah. So you think that you before you go, I'm sorry, as an outsider, you think that I think that's I think that in school, mm-hmm. when you're learning about the judicial branch and how it works, they don't teach you what really happens when you're going through the process. Once you're being arrested. Right. No. right. Yeah. What is no. the process? No, you have no idea. You and have no idea. You learn who the judge SVU, essentially. Exactly. <laughs> and, and why not learn those things? The same thing when it comes to finances. Why are we learning like. In economics, we're learning like, um, uh, what is it? The 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 superficial stuff, like yeah, the, I hate the stocks. Yeah, and but we're not learning the detail. We're not learning credit score. We're not learning how to like balance your checkbook. Exactly, credit, we're not learning right. those things. And I think that's that's a real life situation. That's relatable too. I think we should move in that direction. Mm-hmm. Where if we're going to speak about politics and we're going to speak about um, the judicial branch and how it goes on. We should also th- speak about the bureaucracy, right? And how it works mm-hmm. yeah. and how it's not clearly like defined, right? Yeah. I guess you learn that when you go to law school. But I mean, like you should have some some knowledge. minimal yeah. knowledge of it, right? Of so do you think that you will, like, are you going to have a relationship with your baby? Is that going to, are we going to see that? I don't think so. I don't think that I, her her mind is not there. I think that Daya gave it all up. Um, hopefully, I would love to see her like inquire about it. But I also think that this is when you see her really change, where mm-hmm. she she gives up on herself and even that relationship, because she's always given up on her. Right? That yeah. that her mother, her mother, and and I'm sure that her sisters and all the f- women within her family have not had a, re- a really collaborative relationship. No. So I think it's, it's, it repeats itself. Where do you think that she can garner hope from now? I think she's looking on, should, 
Should I give spoilers or? You can give tease. tease. I think that's a new relationship that she has in um, in Max is okay. where she's holding on to. And I think it's not hope. I think she's escaping. Okay. Which is different. Mm-hmm. Um, she's avoiding her reality. And her reality is life in prison. That's, and that's so scary. Yeah, that's really scary. I guess you have to become a new person. You can't be Dianara anymore. You have to become a new person to live in this new life. Yeah, and know that that's just your world. That's it. Yeah. At that point, it's just it. Exactly. As far as you can see. Now, in terms of you, because of, of the show, you've become very interested and you've become involved in, in um, helping women who are in prison. What have you learned? What are you doing? Well, I've worked with the WPA and I've worked with um, organization Hours in um, Long Island City uh, and how they assist. Have you heard of them? Mm-hmm. They help women in so many ways, like their kids go to daycare, they provide housing, they computer classes, school, like help them get, prepare them here outside Mm -hmm. when they're released. I think it's a beautiful thing to have that when you're out, as opposed to being thrown in the world and then not knowing where. Yeah, because when you explored that on the show, you know, characters coming out and they had nowhere to go and they ended up back in prison. Exactly. So having that uh, and, and watching and you know, detention centers is another thing. It's, it's like another subdivision of prison that has its own issues that I don't understand. Um, it, I, I love the time that we're in, regardless of how hard and how convoluted and how back and forth we are. There's so much out there that we're like, it, this had to happen. Mm-hmm. This, I agree with you. Completely. This had to spill. It had to spill over so that we could start cleaning up. Like mm-hmm. sometimes you need the exposure so that we can start really seeing be transparent. Mm-hmm. What I'm sorry, I don't. You mean that um, by being on the show, you're able to now learn more about? No, this? I think that because of the show, I think that because of what's going on in the, in whether it's prison reform, whether it's politics in general, having organizations like ours, WPA, everything that's working in tangent is helping these topics come to life and be able to like reach the people masses right yeah Absolutely. the people and the people are once people are know and they're aware i think it's a whole different ball game i completely agree yeah. it's like it was like a sad turn of events that you know this all of this had to happen um, to bring awareness via art right via because art. i feel like orange mm-hmm. was like the the Orange was the point of, here we go. This mm-hmm. is where it needs it to start. It kicked it off. Yeah. Absolutely. Cause, and Netflix took those risks. And like you said, it was a risk, and they ran with it, and it has yeah. completely flourished. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. Now, you've taken a lot of risks in your life. Yes. Because when you grew up, um, you lived in the Bronx? Brooklyn. 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 Okay, Everybody so you grew up. I'm from the Bronx. Uh, <laughs> I'm from Brooklyn, honey. Okay, Brooklyn. Brooklyn, uh-huh. Brooklyn. And... Didn't you were a nurse? You trained to be a nurse, right? I was. Um, I had just started my clinicals to get my RN, but I was a central sterile manager in the health um, wow. field. So you didn't grow up with dreaming about acting, did you? Yes, or was it? So you did, but yes. you just thought, oh, it's something I can't no, do. No, it's just that I'm not a white woman in America in Hollywood, size zero, that could get the opportunities like everybody else, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. I mean, the stories that I can. Portray. I think I'm limitless in that sense, but I think that those opportunities are not the same for me. And not because I think negatively. It's just that 
it's the reality, right? When we look at statistics and we look at numbers, when we're only 8% in Hollywood, I think or six, eight. Really? It's, it's, uh, it's down there. It's, it's low. It's, yeah. <laughs> so it's always like a group that gets an, a chance, you know. Right now it's like, you know, it's a beautiful thing. We have more people of color. Even in Netflix we have um, l- black um, leads. You know, it, it would be great to not just have that one Latino to be able to do everything, you know, and to not have to be from Mexican origin, that we all have stories. It can, there's such a diverse, culturally diverse group of um, Latinos that we should be able to like portray lead roles and and tell these these, um, stories to the masses, right? Right, and have the characters even written yeah, too. And it's also has to shows be behind the camera. Films. Yes, you know, that's well, true. We see it and, uh, it's a beautiful thing. We see, we're seeing more women directors. We're seeing more writers. But we have to continue to give the opportunities to, to people of color for writing, for producing, for being on set. It's just a better... It's, you know, when you do it from the foundation, you, you're building a stronger fruit. So... Why not? So when you were growing up and you had this dream um, about acting, but you didn't think it was possible, but what was inspiring you? Who were your role models when you were growing up? I think that it was like telenovela actors. Oh, interesting. And like Edith Chacon. And then when Selena came out, that was the first person. I was like, oh, my God, wait, she has a booty like me. <laughs> you know? um, I think that was a point where I was like, wow, I love the arts. And I just grew up always, I knew I was born for that, right? But I just didn't know that. It was a choice for me as a career. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was taught you do the safe thing, even though my parents were so supportive. The external family obviously was like, girl, you're not. Come on. Stick to lawyer. Be a doctor. Bring the money in. Be a teacher. Right. Right. Blah, 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 blah. Be a nurse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which was a great rewarding mm-hmm. thing. And it, it was safe. And it was it, it supported me and my family. But this is what I really love. And once you love what you love... No, it's very hard it's to hard. repress it. Yeah. And so just tell us about how, so here you are, you're training, you're training to be an RN. What then got you to cross that step into doing your dream? And what was the opportunity that opened up for you? I think it was time. I think that knowing that I was getting older and that I was going to, who knows, like, I don't want to die and be old and live in regret. Like, why didn't I try? And so the relationship I was in at the time um, supported me in that and pushed me forward. And I sacrificed my weekends and to, uh, went to a, like, acting slash learning the business, the ropes kind of thing. And I met my manager and I auditioned for my first role in a movie and I booked it. And I think that that first opportunity wow. was what gave me that strength to continue Mm -hmm. and like push aside that self-doubt to say this insecurity that you feel because of how you look should not stop you from moving forward because it comes down to loving yourself at the end right self-lovery and like being aware of like i might not be perfect i might not look like everyone else but i am so present and so necessary and my uniqueness is it's here, and I should be proud of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have so much to offer. Exactly. And, and you can offer something that they need and should that want. That I need. And that you need. You Absolutely. know what I mean? That I, I am part of this earth and where we exist. And I, I'm speaking, like, artistically, but it's true. We're mm-hmm. part of this, right? And we come from this. And our insecurities are only inflicted by others that don't know who you really are. Um, that we... We kind of, because when you're little, 
when you're little, that innocence and the fact that you are so free and not caring about what others say is what makes you so powerful. Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't because you're not held back and you have confidence still. Exactly. When you lose that, the more you're exposed to people and the images and, and what... The feedback is is what a, a riot, like strips you from that strength, and so the first time that I that I realized that I was not like everyone else was when I was in school, and I was like, my one of my friends was like, "Oh my god, you have a stomach! You're like, you're like chubby!" And I was Aww. like, "Oh, I didn't." She wasn't being mean; she was just She's being just like, like pointing it out, right? right? Young people say like, things like that, yeah. I always thought I was the cutest thing. My mom and my dad told me I was the cutest thing. I'm but, you know, we're stripped from that. Society has stripped us from that. So, yeah, it's time to go. I know it's time to go. We could talk for hours. Well, I know, but so before sad. we go, we want to talk a little bit about the other show that you've been in, The Assassination oh. of Gianni Versace, yes. American Crime Story, and you played Detective Lori... Weider? Weider. Of course I pronounced it wrong. Um, And I mean, that talk about a a sort of a sensational case and story. Um, How, like, what was it that really excited you about playing that role? Well, it was opposite what I've played. Totally. And it was a woman in the 90s, not too long ago, surrounded in a field by men that constantly belittled her, that tested her knowledge, that challenged her expertise. Um, And that's another thing I learned. I learned how not too long ago, there was the ratio of women to men in a leadership role. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Like in law enforcement? Yes, in everything. Not only law enforcement, in everything. I mean, if you think that we're just like not strong enough in one field, then I think that you have to like reflect back. Because even in the health field, there was more male doctors than female doctors. Even in like, I don't know, fast food, you had a male, like there was so. Mm -hmm. And in leadership positions that they they get promoted. And I learned that from Lori. She, you know, she, her sexual orientation was, Tested all the time, not too long ago. It's, it just happened. Mm-hmm. It just happened. It's not too long ago. And so that was something that I had to do service to her and to the story and in any way never disrespect it or be stereotypical, but be very authentic and, and portray how vulnerable um, we were, but that she did have hope and that she would do anything she had to do to just be part of the solution and... Um, do her job well. Well, the interest, I mean, there's so many interesting things about that, about um, Gianni Versace and what happened. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the murderer, they still don't even know why he did it at all. Do you have a theory? I don't <laughs> have a, you know, yeah. mental health. Who knows why? There's, there's, There could be so many things. And I think that that's the biggest unsolved um, 
crime story mm-hmm. and to, to for to, motive yeah yeah i mean because yeah. they know he did it they just don't yeah. have no idea exactly. why what set him off well thank you so 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 yeah. much for coming in dasha we loved talking to you today and you can watch Orange is the New Black. That's right. Everybody get on to Netflix yes. and watch. And um, you've got to come back and tell us like whenever you've got some news. Yes. We want to hear more Thank about you. it. And I'll rub your Hollywood brushes here. <laughs> That's <laughs> with like brushes. makeup brushes. That's kind of like soothing. Oh, it's yes. amazing. It's Trust soothing. me. Next time here, you're back. It'll be up for you. Yes. You can just rub your face all over it. Well, we hear you've been having 14-hour days, so we're going to let you go. Thank you. <laughs> Beautiful women. Yes. Okay, bye. Bye, guys. Thank you.